Well, the URI Honors Colloquium is all about food this fall and this winter. And uh, this is some great stuff that you're just not going to hear about anywhere else. Really interesting. And it's so great to be able to talk to chef, restaurateur, and indigenous food advocate, Sean Sherman, who joins us on the line. Sean, uh, welcome. Nice to have you with us. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome to Rhode Island. We're very glad that you're with us here. And uh, what a great story you have that we'll talk about as we get into our chat here. But uh, you are a James Beard Award winner, and you are making us aware and educating us on indigenous food ways and food systems. And I think it's so interesting. I really do. I is. Is it as simple as we all ate the same thing once upon a time? Well, we had commonalities of food systems. So we really showcase and highlight um, indigenous foodways of North America. But there's an immense amount of diversity there because North America is a huge space to cover from Mexico all the way up through Alaska. Um, And, you know, so people living in the tropics to the Arctics, there's just a lot of different food systems, especially coastal to inland or mountains to plains. Um, So there's just a lot of really interesting um, foods out there and you know we just work really hard to showcase the large and diverse indigenous communities that are still very much alive and try to work towards helping to bring back a lot of healthy indigenous food knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and all of those words are important. Food knowledge, healthy food knowledge. And uh, look, discovery is always a great thing if we'll just let ourselves. And and I know it's as simple as putting yourself in the chef's hands, which I recommend whenever you can. So Chef Sean Sherman has a restaurant in uh, Minneapolis called The Sioux Chef, as, it, as in the, uh, the, the indigenous tribe, which I... I love that. I love the word. I really do. I love the name. So, um, it's, it's so, uh, it's so interesting. And you and your partner, uh, founded this. Uh, and I love what, um, t- I love what your partner had said about, um, one dish that's pictured here. It's, it's a sunflower seed cake with agave squash caramel and we're all about the word pictures here, Chef Sean. And <laughs> it, this is an amazing thing. And it's it's described as a molten sunset absorbing a field of pumpkins into a hot, sticky flow. <laughs> I got it. I'm there. <laughs> Talk about tasting with your ears. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we just are trying to come up with modern indigenous recipes to highlight um, the importance and um, just how much amazing food and flavors out there. You know, so we cut out colonial ingredients of things that were introduced to these regions. So we don't use any dairy product, wheat flour, cane sugar, um, and typically not beef, pork, or chicken because um, all those things pork came later. So we just showcase and highlight all these wonderful foods and flavors from whatever region we might be showcasing. Sure. Like, just this example of the sunflower seed cake, it is sweetened with honey. There are sunflower seeds. There is squash. Uh, there is agave, and and you use all of this to make an agave squash caramel. And it looks like chocolate with caramel, and it's got some brilliant bright blueberries on top. And it's <laughs> it's wonderful looking. It really is. So 
I'm not seeing a downside here, Jeff Sean. I have to say. <laughs> no, I mean, we have a really creative team. Um, and, you know, we set ourselves on a path to just have a lot of fun with the foods that we get to create and offer at the restaurant. And, you know, some people might think it's difficult to make a dessert without eggs, flour, and sugar, but we're able to pull that together. Sure. How do you pull that together? And <laughs> is it, do we have to relearn what our taste expectation is? I, I'm not seeing that myself, but tell me no it may be a little bit cleaner because obviously without the use of uh, butter fat you know um, i think you get a little bit better taste of what the ingredients are um, and you know we've just been experimenting and creating a sense of modern indigenous foods and coming up with all sorts of different recipes of things that we can use and uh, it's a lot of fun and we just like to make things look pretty and taste good obviously as chefs and um, we're really proud of the team and um, a lot of the creativity that our young chefs are coming up with and just creating something new. You know, I want to correct myself. Your, your company is the sous chef. Your restaurant is called Awamni. Correct. Yeah. And the company I founded in 2014 called the sous chef. I'm enrolled with the Oglala Lakota Sioux tribe. Uh, the word Sioux is really made up. It doesn't really have anything to do with us. Um, I would call myself Lakota, um, but it's also a really, you know, fun play on words. So, um, I love the it. Sous the sous chef name has just, uh, uh, been kind of working for itself. You bet. Uh, tell me about the name Owamni. So Owamni is, signifies the area that we are in. And MNI is mini, and so it's the Dakota word for water. So, for example, Minnesota is a Dakota word. And, um, the long word was Minnesota, Minnesota Makoche, which meant place where the clouds lived in the water, meaning the reflection because of all the lakes. Sure. I think I had heard that before. Um, it's so interesting to... Uh, to learn this. This is great. Uh, I love, um, my, my other favorite thing other than the food, I was just looking at the, um, I was looking at the picture of the, um, the, uh, sunflower seed cake and I'm like, okay, this is really good. (laughs) (laughs) And I, that's my, that's my first favorite, favorite thing. But I love how, um, way, way back you talk about the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the particular, draw of the water and the attraction of the water and women would actually go there to give birth. (laughs) I'm like, wow, it's just, it's an amazing thing, but uh, you know, so it's very, very cool. Okay. Well, Minneapolis, we're right downtown, um, right on the Mississippi river in front of what used to be really beautiful waterfalls. And the Dakota name for the waterfalls was a Wamni Omni, which meant place of the falling swirling water. And we took the short name, which is just Owamni, and it's a really significant space. Um, the The name for the Mississippi River in Dakota language is Hahawakpa, which means River of the Falls, which meant that one particular waterfall, because that was the only waterfall on the Mississippi. I love the stories, and we can relate to this here in New England. Absolutely. You see native names everywhere, you know, and even min- like Minnesota is a native name. It's the Dakota, the Dakota name is uh, Minnesota Makoche, which means place where the clouds live in the water, um, meaning signifying the reflections because of all the lakes, because we have 15,000 lakes in Minnesota. Yes, yes. Uh, and so when we talk about even, you mentioned that Sioux is, is really like a made-up name, but even if we talk about indigenous, it's really too broad of a description, isn't it? Because as you described, we're, we're covering a lot of ground here. 
Absolutely. And, you know, even though our main focus is North America, we see the importance of indigenous peoples and knowledge everywhere, whether it's uh, the Americas, North or South, Africa, India, Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, you name it. There's been so many indigenous cultures that have gone through really violent colonial histories and have lost a lot um, and some have retained a lot. But we're also at a point where we can really reclaim. And that's kind of where we feel like we are right now. Yeah. So, uh, Chef Sean Sherman, and what will you be speaking about here at the URI Colloquium? So I do a talk just kind of uh, highlighting the focus on what are indigenous foods, why are they important, why don't we see Native American restaurants in every single region, and why is there so very little knowledge or education about indigenous peoples, and just talk about the work that we do and the pieces that we're setting up, especially with the nonprofit I'd help develop, and just focusing on what's possible for the future. Well, again, uh, we welcome you to Rhode Island, and you will find, if you haven't already, that we're ahead of the game here, because before all of this was, was such a focus, there was a Native American restaurant in Rhode Island. And I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, it was called Dovecrest. Oh, nice. And it was, uh, I, I believe that the proprietors were Narragansett. Uh, they, Great. they might have been Pequot, but I think, I'm pretty sure they were Narragansett. Uh, and we also have a Sly Fox Den. I know it's right next to us here. We're run by Sherry Pocknett. Um, but yeah, I think there's a big uh, resurgence and movement moving towards opening up more native restaurants. And we're seeing a lot more native chefs come out of this. I think it's tremendous and it's fantastic. And, and you bring what you know and you bring your heritage. But I can't help going back to something that I've been saying for many, many years that Quite frankly, we all ate the same thing once upon a time. Let me get back to the the story that I'm reading. It's a BBC story on Awamni. And the reviewer, it's a, it's a description and it's a review. And the reviewer speaks about this berry soup that has, a, it's a, a Lakota dish. And it is, uh, can you pronounce it for me? Is it Wojape? Wojape. I'm sorry, Wojape. Excellent. Yep. And you use it as a sauce in a sweet and a savory dish. And we just had, I spend a lot of time in Vermont and, uh, it was blueberry season in Vermont and mm. the chef made this amazing blueberry soup. Uh, and, it, and I can definitely see where you might use this wojape, uh, different berry, but you can use it as a sauce in, in a sweet, you can use it as a sauce in a savory dish. Uh, what is the particular berry that was in the wojape that you made? Do you remember? Yeah, traditionally, when I was growing up, we used choke cherry. Um, so choke cherries grew all around us out on the South Dakota plains on the Pine Ridge Reservation in the Black Hills. And we harvest them a lot. And it's just uh, one of those things that the smell of choke cherry still kind of takes me back to my grandmother's kitchen being like, you know, five years old. Nice. Which we can all relate to. Fantastic. Exactly. Hey, what was it like cooking in the James Beard house? We did the James Beard House dinner in 2018, I believe. It was a lot of fun, and we did, um, you know, created a menu to highlight what are indigenous flavors of Manhattan, even though there's very little, uh, um, you know, green space left on that island. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, talking about talk about cooking in your in your grandmother's kitchen. I mean, it's a little a little crowded in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tiny, but yeah, it's been fun. And, you know, I have uh, three three James Beard Awards now, one for the cookbook, one for the nonprofit, and one, this brand new one for best new restaurant in the nation. 
It's an amazing thing. It really is. Yes, the cookbook is The Sous Chef's Indigenous Kitchen. And uh, it uh, was, as you say, one of the top 10 cookbooks of the year in the L.A. Times and the San Francisco Chronicle, Smithsonian. And uh, so you definitely have a bunch of honors. And now you can put the URI Honors Colloquium on the list. (laughs) There we go. Happy to be here. (laughs) Happy to be here. Well, we hope you get a chance to uh, find out a little bit more about the foodways of the Narragansett and some of the other indigenous people. Uh, And, of course, hey, you're, you're in the right time of the year because this is the time of year when the indigenous people taught the the uh, arrivals uh, from the other country how to cook <laughs> there you go <laughs> right yeah, absolutely and yeah. thanksgiving and all of that so uh it's an it's an amazing thing uh all of the best uh chef sean sherman presenting at the 2022 uri honors colloquium on the revolution of indigenous food systems of north america and uh, hope you inspire somebody to get out there and uh, bring some of these native foods back or uh, introduce us because there's just this whole world waiting for us. And it's a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh, wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.